Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 11, episode 37. This is Writing Excuses, casting your book with Gama Martinez. Fifteen minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Mary. I'm Howard. I'm Dan. And I'm Gama. You're right on there. there. We have our, our, our good friend Gama, who's been on the podcast before. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I write um, middle-grade fantasy. Uh, generally, I have two series going on right now, one called The Faramore and one called The Nylean Chronicles. So. Excellent. And we're going to talk about casting your book. Mary, you pitched this topic. Yeah, this is something that I've been working with uh, with my students that I really started thinking about after doing uh, the Writing the Other workshop with Nisi Shawl, Cynthia Ward, and Tempest Bradford. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy. We, we've talked on previous podcasts about... Um, you know, examining your unconscious biases Uh and things like that. One of the things that I've found is that if I do not think about my casting at the beginning, before I start writing, Uh that I will often default to things that I have already seen, that I will make choices in much the same way that uh, you'll make lazy choices about magic systems or things like that. I will make lazy casting choices and reach for things that mimic stuff that I have already seen in media. You become medium. subject to your unconscious biases. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And even beyond that, you become subject to things you have done before. Yes. Repeatedly will just... Like, the more I write, the more, even with character, with plot and things, I have this moment of, have I done this before? And I realize I have. Um, and I have to rebuild part of this, even if it's something that would be interesting and good. So I think this is a really good thing to talk about. Yeah, and and it's not just, um, you know, what does my character look like? What's their favorite mm-hmm. food? But, like, how old are they? What's, mm-hmm. What uh, do they, are they, are they fully able-bodied? Mm-hmm. Um, very few people actually are, although a lot of disabilities, like, you yes. wear glasses. That's, mm-hmm. That is a disability that we have normalized. And... It's also a great way to look at the world building as well. Mm-hmm. So I, this is something that I'm very excited about. Yeah, one thing I've noticed is uh, I was looking back at my stuff. I was like, you know, everything is governed by a council. There's a city council. <laughs> there's a high council. Everything is governed by a council. So I need to, I need to make a conscious decision to get away from, uh, you know, casting counselors as the leaders of governments. Mm. Yeah. I, I had a short story that I was recently working on, and I, I realized that quite by accident, because I, I did not cast it beforehand, that I had, um, I had an all-female cast with one guy. And I was like, oh, I really need to get more guys in there. And then I was like, no, no, actually, that is now going to be a deliberate decision <laughs> mm-hmm. that I am going to have the token male in this, because that's not something that I see Right. In something, you know, and it wasn't, it was not a book that, I mean, it was not a short story that was about feminism or anything like that. It was just, it suddenly offered me opportunities. And that's one thing that I think when you're looking at casting, 
I do an exercise now, which when we get to the, uh, the exercise at the end, I'm going to hand to you guys, um, where I sit down with a grid and I, I make a list of kind of the, t- the, the roles mm-hmm. that, are, that I'm, I know are probably going to be in the book. You know, the, the hero, the, the boyfriend, the dragon tamer, the whatever. And I go through and I will write down, you know, just like a, where he is on the, the gender spectrum, mm-hmm. where, where they are on the, the class spectrum, all of these things. And then I'll go through and I'll flip an axis for each character. And, and I try to look for what is this going to give me? What, what opportunities will that give me in the plot? You know, that's similar yeah. to a uh, David Farland suggestion oh. uh, from when I took his workshop years ago, which was cast all your people and then switch their roles. Yeah. Um, to say, where does this do to my story? And is, am I just, that keeps you from being lazy, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, I ha- I'm now putting, you know, the, the 18-year-old woman who was, you know, um, that I was, that was the, the princess who had, didn't have much experience. Now she's the wise mentor. Why is she yeah. the wise mentor? What does she know? And things like this. And that shakeup, yeah. you don't necessarily have to write that book, but that shakeup will make you think about yeah. things. It, it is. And that's, I think, the, the thing that a lot of people miss when we start talking about this kind of topic mm-hmm. is a lot of people are listening to this episode and thinking, oh, they're just promoting diversity for diversity's mm-hmm. sake. No, we're not. They make it so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm right in the middle right now of outlining my next book. I'm doing a Western. And it's so easy to fall into very classic archetypes with that. And I wanted to take a step back and say, well, no. Depending on where this Western takes place, there might be a ton of Chinese people. You mm-hmm. know? Am I going to have Mexicans? You know, the, the, the location that I've chosen actually has a ton of Germans. And so suddenly using a German character in that time and place changes so many other things about the story and makes it so much more interesting. I recently dealt with an issue where I had the queen was Austrian, didn't appear in the book, but I had mentioned they regretted she wasn't here because she was the military strategist. Hmm. Mm. And I realized I, by default, made all the guards and soldiers male, and that doesn't make sense if the queen is the military strategist. Right. So I had to go back and consciously make that decision to make some of the guards female. Yeah, I, I am the the book that I'm working on right now. I, um, I I've got again. You know, I had done this casting exercise, and I had looked at it and realized, oh, there is a lot of white people in this book, and there's it's set. You know, it's set on the east coast of the United States um, after meteor strike. Uh, there's a lot of white people, and there's a lot of men, and there's a lot of Christians. And my main characters are already set in canon because this is mm-hmm. a prequel to a novella. And so I was like, what aspects of these characters have I not defined that I can put on a non-dominant axis? Mm. So, um, so I decided to make them Jewish. And suddenly that opened up all of these different opportunities in the book for conflicts I didn't have before. And it's not, this is not suddenly a book that is about Judaism. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not that at all. Um, if I can give an example from, uh, so I recently watched Suspicion mm-hmm. by Alfred Hitchcock, uh, which is a fantastic film. Um, this is not a spoiler, but one of the <laughs> things that happens, the, the, when they introduce the, the female lead, she's reading and she's wearing glasses. 
And, and I think, oh, you know, that's a really interesting thing because you've established how bookish she is. She wears glasses. But then she also wears them at other points. Like, she wears them when she's walking around. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a plot point later. It's totally going to be a thing where there's some critical thing. She's going to be trapped someplace and lose her glasses. That's not what he did. Hmm. What happens is that there is a point in the book, in the, in the film, it's also apparently a book, but there's a, there's a point in the film where she's reading something that is completely unrelated to the plot. She just got a letter, and she gets up to get her glasses so she can read the letter. And while she's up, she's able to, she happens to glance in a mirror that shows her something that's happening behind her that is critical to the plot. So what happened was that that very minor disability put her in a position that shaped the plot, but it was not about that part of her. And that's the kind of thing that we're talking about when we're talking about casting, that these opportunities, because of the different way that the character will go through and experience life, will shape and allow you to do things that you wouldn't have been able to do before. Because right. otherwise it would have had to be so mechanicized to get her in position to, to see that. You know, there's um, a bit of a hobby horse I have on this related to this. And a lot of people who listen to this, it's like, you know, Dan was saying, they're like, oh, you're just saying diversity for diversity's sake, which actually is pretty legit. That's a good <laughs> enough reason. But I want to talk about fantasy as the genre of wonder. Mm. And I have found that when I talk to people, if they stop reading fantasy, often people, time people say, oh, I used to, or, you know, this is back when I was pitching my books to people like, do you read fantasy and things like this? They would say, I used to, but you know, after I read it for a while, it stopped doing for me what it used to do. And the reason I think is because of this idea of a sense of wonder. When you read fantasy, one of the things you want is to explore things that are new, that are fresh, that are interesting, that are different. Um, you want some familiarity, as we've talked about. If the stories are all the same, that's actually going to lose the entire genre, huge numbers of readers, because they will all be too similar and we will all lose that sense of wonder. Mm. And so pushing yourself in these directions is going to make not only your books better because you'll be a better writer, it will also do good for the entire genre and bring us new readers. So, uh, I, have, I have been telling the same set of stories uh, with the same mm -hmm. growing cast of characters for 16 years now. And what I've found is that when I begin a new story, the casting call is the single most important decision I can make. Mm -hmm. It is not what is the mission, what is the big dumb object we're going to explore, what is the enemy. It is, and this is this is hearkening back to uh, the thing we learned from Scott Card years and years and years ago. Who are the characters who are in the most pain? Mm -hmm. Which point of view character is going to experience this in a way that will let me tell a new story even though it's just another mercenary mission in which we hurt people and break things. And, and so the casting call is critically important. And it wasn't until I woke up to this that I ended up with some really, really interesting characters on the page. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's stop for our book of the week. Gama, do you have a book you want to pitch to us? Uh, yes, I just released a book called Child of the Wild, which is the first book in my Nylean Chronicle series. This book came about because I was challenged to write a short story about a purple unicorn that got turned into a potato. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wrote this story, and this unicorn ended up being the unicorn prince. And I started thinking, I was like, you know, there are some aftermaths of, turmi- of turning the unicorn prince into a potato. So Child of the Wild came out of that, and it explores the aftermath of that happening. Sweet. <laughs> Where can they get a copy of Child of the Wild? Uh, Child of the Wild is on Amazon and ebook, and is on all other retailers in print. So excellent, excellent. Dan, you had something that you yeah, wanted to mention. What what Howard was talking about with uh, you know kind of casting the various mercenary missions reminded me of a really cool exercise that Dave Farland used to teach us mm-hmm. to do. Uh, which is that once you figure out what the story is going to be about, you know, what's the big dumb object that they're going to explore, literally sit down and he recommended, and I've tried this, write job interviews with mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. kinds of characters and say, well, okay, here's the mission. What happens if the chef does it? What happens if this other person does it? And, you know, I love these kind of free writing exercises and they totally change the flavor of the story. And you can look at it and say, well, this story would be so much more interesting if the chef did it than the marine. You right. Know? Yeah. You know, I have a we have a friend, Dan and I, a mutual friend, who actually casts her books by going and looking through magazines and cutting out pictures and saying, "All right, this person is this character." Oh, interesting. Um, and she keeps a folder of all of these with like a folio about the character and the pictures and often there'll be like three pictures it's like a cross between these three people or something like this or this is the dress that she's wearing at this point this is and she has those photo references which are yeah. really handy for her um, in descriptions and things like this yeah I um, I handle it differently so I, I've kind of halfway mentioned this and I think I may have talked about it on a previous podcast the idea of um, the the axis of um, of superior to mm-hmm. um, to uh, subordinate to yes. dominant um, and and one of the things that I, I very seriously look at is trying to make sure that my characters are not at the dominant end of all the spectrums mm-hmm. and I, a lot of times when people are talking when, when people are complaining about oh diversity for diversity's sake um, what they're not understanding is that everybody exists along multiple axes mm-hmm. and that frequently when you do and you do see I mean there, diversity for diversity's sake when there are books where it is actually shoehorned and it is not doing service to mm. anything and when you see that What's happening, I believe, is that people are concentrating on one axis and that character exists only on that single Mm. axis. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really important when you're casting that you make sure that you're thinking about all of the axes that your character exists on because there are places where they have strengths and there are places where they don't. You know, on on the axis of race, I'm I'm white. You know, in in the United States... I know. (laughs) What? (laughs) I have... Actually, Facebook will occasionally tag my photos and tell, tell and say, Tempest Bradford. And I'm like, no, Tempest and I, Tempest, for, for listeners, Tempest is African-American. I am really not. <laughs> and I'm like, really, Facebook? This is a little questionable. Um, but, but, you know, on that end of the, the axis, that's where I'm dominant. But, you know, I, I, have, um, I have a neurological disorder. 
which is mild compared to other people. But, you know, when you look at that axis, right. I'm a little bit farther down that spectrum. On the, the gender spectrum, I'm, you know, I'm not a guy. Hi, guys. Huh. Um, <laughs> I am the only woman sitting up here right now. And that puts me a little bit farther down mm-hmm. the, the spectrum in many situations. But not as far down the spectrum as... You know, in terms of dominant subordinate, as someone who's trans, who has a lot more to deal with. So, you know, but someone who's trans may have maybe dominant in other areas. So it's it's really important when you're casting to make sure that you think about all of this, the, the entire. Right. Well, that's entirety. how you avoid the token something or other. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are out of time. I want to thank our audience at Phoenix Comic Con. Long-suffering audience who at this point has done a lot of episodes with us. Um, Mary, you have um, some uh, some homework. I I have homework. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the liner notes, we're going to be giving you a link to a casting sheet. Uh, This is that grid that I said that I used. Um, What I want you to do is I want you to go through, and it'll come with instructions, I promise. I want you to go through and I want you to cast the next thing that you're working on or the thing that you have previously, that you already have in progress. Go through and fill it out. Look at the axes that your character exists on and then flip it so that you make sure that your character has at least two axes in which they are not dominant. Um, and then flip them so that they have two different things that they are not dominant in. When you look at this sheet, I'm also going to say that if you're doing secondary world fantasy, that this is a really good spot to start thinking about how your culture handles prejudice and which gender is dominant. Uh, And if it is, in fact, a binary culture, that you want to make sure... Feel free to tweak that worksheet... But this is the place that you need to start thinking about that mm-hmm. is before you start writing. So that'll be, that's your homework. That's I want you homework. to do that. Gama, thank you so much for coming in and podcasting with us. Uh, thank you for having me. And this has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.